It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. All past episodes, subscriptions, and more. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. We have a big Facebook group. You can always email pinballprofile at gmail.com. And if you would like to show your support, it would mean a lot to me. You can go to patreon.com slash pinballprofile. Don't worry, the show will always be free. There has been a lot of press and media attention this month for pinball. Great, more press. Our community is well aware of each game, tournament, and league, but by showing off pinball on TV, print, blogs, radio, these are great ways to let others know about our amazing hobby and sport. Eric Stone recently, he's a world champion. He gets a lot of pinball airtime as the weatherman on his Tampa TV station, especially when he does well in an event like he just did at Allentown. His TV colleagues and viewers, they get a kick out of seeing Eric's success, and they usually showcase the Twitch stream of his recent event. In television, they call those stories kickers, kind of light, fluff, human interest pieces. Who cares? It's pinball on TV. Move now to Pin Clash. This is the brainchild of Carl D'Angelo. It's ready for the big event today, Saturday, May the 13th. You can catch it on twitch.tv slash iepinball. It starts at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. This is 24 pinballers from around the world. There are seven different countries represented. They're going to be online playing Godzilla heads up for cash and prizes. Snow Galvin and Stephen Bowden will provide the play-by-play commentating. Yours truly. I did a bunch of introductions and short interviews with each player. We all know about Carl's award-winning streaming, in my humble opinion, the best that pinball has to offer. Remember how Indisc this past January was on the front page of Twitch with over 15,000 people watching the tournament live? Then over a million views after the fact. Again, more pinball press. So back to Pin Clash. At the time of this recording, there were three different local TV pieces with competitors Stephanie Traub of D.C., Neil Graff of Wisconsin, and then the Horniak brothers, Tate and Luke from Minnesota. Great job by every player there in spreading the word about pinball. I myself had a bit of a media blitz this week with a TV piece and interviews on eight different radio stations regarding the upcoming mega event in Germany this month. The European Pinball Championship, the IFPA Olympics, then the IFPA World Championship. You can catch all the World Clash competition on JDL Pinball on Twitch.tv. You'll hear more about those events this week on Pinball Profile with Jim and Dina Lindsay. But you can see the TV piece, if you'd like, the write-up and some bonus video on Pinball Profile on Facebook and Twitter. Now, before filming this at a place called Tilt in London, Ontario, my hometown, I asked Mike Dimas of the London, Ontario Pinball League and Pinball Shenanigans to show up, bring your logo shirts so that the piece wasn't just about me and more about pinball in general and competitions. It was the London, Ontario Pinball League that gave me the competition bug, and I've been grateful ever since. So I'm glad they included those guys in the logos and the TV piece as well. But there were a couple things that were left on the cutting floor. I talked a lot about how anyone can play pinball and do well. Men, women, children, doesn't matter. I also mentioned the story of Roger Sharp in the movie Pinball, the man who saved the game. But because it was a short TV piece, just under two minutes, the timing, editing, it didn't include those, unfortunately. I was given a proof of the TV piece in the online write-up before it was posted. It, as you can imagine, said, quote, Pinball Wizard. I asked for that to be changed. The writer said, but Pinball Wizard is perfect. It fits. I explained it's been overused and it's kind of frowned upon by some people in our community. So he changed it to Pinball Pro, which was fine. I thought Brent Lale of CTV did a great job on the piece. Brent and I actually used to host a sports TV show 20 plus years ago, so it was nice to catch up with him again after such a long period. Now, there are those people that will groan about the term pinball wizard. You have to remember this. 
Most people in the media have no clue about pinball. None. So the people in the media that are doing the interview, they, they're trying to relate and make their TV or blog piece catch someone's attention. So they'll use words like pinball wizard or even the song by the who. Yes, there are people in pinball that are sick of it. I get it. But we are a little too close to it. When these stories appear, you want the audience to be able to relate some way, somehow. So those hearing about pinball for perhaps the first time can relate to the term pinball wizard and the song. In fact, every time they do a TV piece on Eric Stone, it's always Pinball Wizard. They did it for the TV spots for Stephanie, Neil, and the Nahorniaks, too. If you ask somebody who isn't in pinball what they know about pinball, good chance they're probably going to say Pinball Wizard. I remember seeing somebody once and telling them I was from Canada near Toronto, and they said, oh, do you go up the CN Tower a lot? I might have been a smart mouth and said, yeah, I've got my season pass. The point is, no, I've only been up the CN Tower maybe twice in my life. But it was their way of trying to relate. Oh, I know something about Toronto. I get it. So keep that in mind when you hear the song Pinball Wizard, when you hear the term. And actually what you're about to hear is me on a national radio show. And you guessed it. They used Pinball Wizard. I tried to explain there were other choices. But have a listen. And you can tell it's another example of the interviewer just trying to relate. Fly, nothing like him in any amusement hall. That London, Ontario. Oh, sorry, I jumped in there. I got excited by the music, uh, Mark. Sorry. London, Ontario Pinball Pro headed to Europe for World Championship. That pro is Jeff Teolos. He joins me now. Jeff, good morning. Hey, Jerry, how are you? I'm well. We couldn't avoid but play that song. It's the only song you guys have. No, no. Ed Robertson of Bare Naked Ladies made a whole album called Silverball. It's great. Is all the songs are about pinball? No, but the, the title track certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but that one by The Who is pretty darn good. It's a classic for sure. I love it. All right, so um, you, what what got you into this? I mean, you're growing up, a misspent youth or something? No, just, you know, you're hanging around a bowling alley or something like that, or arcades as you do when you're a kid, and, you know, video games were fun, they were exciting, but the quarters just, they kept getting sucked up, whereas yeah. if you played Pinball Machine, you could play a little bit longer, you might win a game or two. Seems like a design flaw in the pinball business, but, uh, but, but I know what you mean. I, the, my brother had a situation once where he went for a couple of hours, and then it was dinner time. He had to go home. He had to get the proprietor to say he'd hold the machine for him when he came back. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah, or, or maybe if you're savvy enough, you sell off your free games. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll tell my brother. You know, thinking, uh, So on second thought, you blew it back then. You could have made a couple yeah. of bucks. All right, so you, at some point you realized, hey, I'm pretty good at this? I just always had a knack of it, and maybe just from experience playing over and over and over again, but it was kind of like a baseball thing for me. It was kind of a hand-eye coordination. The flippers were a lot like bats. Do I want to hit it early? Do I want to hit it late? And just that kind of, and, and maybe even playing drums as a kid, you know, that again, that hand-eye coordination. There's, in the newer games, there's all kinds of math you have to calculate in your head, so I've always been kind of good at that, figuring out where the best possible points are and the least amount of risk, so... Yeah, just uh, I, I was really good until I was 25, and then I didn't see a machine again until I was 44. And then you started playing, and apparently you're still good. I, I've been pretty lucky lately. It's sometimes good, but it's better to be lucky than good. And uh, yeah, so now I'm off to this major, major event in Germany. It's the European Pinball Championships, the IFPA Olympics, and then the IFPA World Championships. And uh, 
you kind of have to be selected to go. Luckily, I, I was, uh, you know, uh, top two in Canada. There's actually four of us Canadians going, John Cotman, Derek Thompson of Alberta, and the guy from your neck of the woods, Jack Tabman in Manitoba. So uh, the four of us Canadians are going to try to see if we're going to be the best in the world. I didn't realize that, that there was that community existed to the point where you'd have world championships. I didn't either back when I was 44. And then there's this company called International Flipper Pinball Association. You can see it all on ISPAPinball.com. And it's competitive pinball all across the world. They have a calendar. They can show you where all these events are. When I joined, there were just under 25,000 registered players. Now there's basically 100,000. So, yeah, this is definitely global. I'm talking to Jeff Teolis. He's of London, Ontario. He is a pinball pro headed to Europe to the World Championships. Now, the, the, the credit I have for you is pinball pro. That would denote you make a living at it. No, it's not a pro. It's just, uh, you know, I think that's just what Brent Lale, our good friend, uh, decided to call it. But um, there is money involved. There are prizes involved. There's big uh, cash prizes. In fact, there's some some of these major tournaments, you know, you, you might win yourself a brand new pinball machine, which is, you know, $10,000. And then there's cash on top of that. So I've been lucky to make a little bit of bucks off this as well. It sounds like it's being a top bowler. Like you can claim to be really good at it, but there's not there there isn't hockey and baseball and football money in this. Well, you know, this whole thing that for me that made me fall in love with competitive pinball was, you know, if I was a golfer, I as good as I could be, I'd never golf against Tiger Woods. But in pinball, you're playing and you're like, oh, look at that! There's the number one player in the world, He's considered the greatest player of all time. It seems Keith Elwin, and I would get to play him, and that's kind of cool. And you know, that it's a bit of a rush. You know, can I can I beat the best? All right, so now you're going to go to, do you have to pay your own expenses, or how does that work? So there, there's some things that are, uh, there's some things that are covered, but yeah, it is an expensive trip for sure. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people, some of them I've seen do GoFundMe pages and add sponsorships and things like that. So um, yeah, it's expensive, but it's a bit of a rush. And again, you're entering a big tournament. It's like no different than the World Series of Poker, right? You sure. have an entry fee, and then there's prize money and stuff. Okay, but it, okay, Jeff. But at the World Series of Poker, you could win three million dollars. <laughs> there are there. I think the funny thing is that's what I was doing before pinball, and then I found pinball. And I'm like this is way more exciting. Okay, now when you get there, do they line you up with everybody has the same machine, or how does that work? Huge, huge bank of different machines and from different eras too. You know, the older ones with the bells and the chimes and the score reels, then the digital displays. Now the big LCD screens. So you'll play different eras, and and then you'll be in you know groups of four, and then you'll play uh, three different games. You go on to another group, and you just you keep getting reseated until the event is done and uh, last person standing. Do you have an arch villain, an arch rival? <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, that's the nice thing about pinball is there's, there's such wonderful people. I mean, I mentioned Keith Elwin. He is the greatest of all time. Now making pinball machines, and he, he makes some of the best. And uh, he, he's not a, a rival by any means, but, you know, you, you certainly step up your game when you play him. The first time I ever got to play him, I was a little nervous, but I beat him. I don't think I've won since, but I did beat him the first time. So that was that was kind of cool. All right, then. Jeff Teolis is with me of London, uh, and he's a pinball champion here in Canada, headed with three other Canadians to Europe for the World Pinball Championships. Is this going to be on, like, ESPN 12 or something? <laughs> the Ocho, yeah, let's bring it back. Actually, it has been on the Ocho. Oh, um, it has? It, yeah, it has. Uh, we are going to be on Twitch.tv. Uh, a company called JDL Pinball out of Germany is going to be streaming this. In fact, the last major championship was in January in California, and we had over a million viewers watch that at Indisc. 
it, it, well, it's got to be just as interesting as watching people pick up heavy things. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, it's uh, ping pong or darts or things like that. It, it, but it is fun. And, and of course, with all the new games, you know, I mean, you see the titles and you're like, that looks like a lot of fun. I know I know the band Rush. I know Led Zeppelin and, yeah. you know, Godzilla and all these fun things. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. My, Yeah, it's great. Okay, so what's your favorite game? Uh, I'm a big partial to the uh, Simpsons pinball party, but I have a love for this game. <laughs> I, I, I love The Simpsons, but there's this game I was actually fortunate enough to voice the pinball machine. It's called Legends of Valhalla by American Pinball, and uh, so I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for that game. Wow. And uh, do you have sponsors other than that gig? <laughs> do I have sponsors other yeah. than that gig? Uh, well, I, I run a podcast called Pinball Profile, and you can see that, and uh, that's kind of afforded me to be able to go to a lot of these different places uh, okay. and, and MC events. And uh, yeah, it, there's some money out, but uh, you got to do well and maybe get some of that money back. Okay. So where's your, where's your, do you set a blog you have? It's podcast? a podcast. Pin, okay. Pinballprofile.com, just like it sounds. And uh, okay. there's seven years of interviews. You know, I've interviewed Gene Simmons and Alice Cooper and, and of course, Ed Robertson and all these game designers and people from all over the world that are associated with pinball. Well, I can I can see how you could do that, and I could see how you would get invited to do events and such because you got personality. There's got to be some people who are good at pinball who are kind of geeks and, and <laughs> difficult to converse with. But uh, but I, I wish you all the luck in the world at the World Championships. Maybe we'll hear that you won, and we'll be talking again. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Jerry. Jeff Teolis, London, Ontario pinball champ, headed to the World Championships in Europe. Okay, now that you hear that, you can tell the interview has very little knowledge of pinball. He doesn't know anything about me or competitions. In fact, that was the sixth interview he did that morning after six the day before and six the day before that. So, you know, he's just reading kind of the Coles Notes version of the TV piece and the article that was online and trying to make an interview of it. That's how it goes. He's not going to get deep into it. So my job when I'm promoting pinball is to do these things. Number one. Make it sound inviting to everyone. Anybody can play. Number two, make pinball sound exciting. It's fun. And number three, kind of a time management thing. Give as much brief information as possible within the time frame allotted. And those who know me, yes, I was asked, do I have a rival? Think about it. How can I explain Josh Sharp and the backstory in 15, 20 seconds? It's tough to do and kind of too inside. It's just better to say everyone's great, which is mostly true. So the next time you read an article or see a TV piece when they're talking about pinball, don't groan when they say pinball wizard. It's not a tune-out factor for anybody watching it, other than maybe people inside pinball. The whole point is just to promote the hobby and show that it's fun, and fun for everyone. And besides, there's a lot worse things you can be called than a pinball wizard. I can think of many I've been called, but they're not suitable for this show. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. Past episodes, subscriptions, and more. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Pinballprofile at gmail.com is where you can reach me. And if you'd like to show your support, thank you in advance. Go to patreon.com slash pinballprofile. I'm your pinball pro, Jeff Teoles. Like me up.